welcome to another episode of Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for players and game masters to design perfect characters through imperfection. We cover all forms of game design, from interesting and engaging backstory creation to campaign and NPC development. Enjoy, remember to play what you love, and may your characters do something epic. Welcome back to Rolling Imperfection, the podcast that makes your story-driven campaign better. I'm Kevin. I'm Steve. My alarm was totally not going off there. My bad. <laughs> also, wow, you read into that one straight up again. Are you trying to like beat your record each time? What the hell? <laughs> I'm trying to confuse you, my friend. That is my goal. Okay. That is my one and only goal now. <laughs> so today, we are talking about fucking something. Where the fuck did the where the fuck did the doc go? Jesus Christ! We're talking about role playing because we're all cringe here. That's the title. True. Which is about you know like getting into character and role playing and being cringe at the table and showing off your uh, your edge lord or your uh, no no super that is, cutesy fairy that or is, that is not what this is about. no 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 There's accents man no no no. <laughs> I don't not need in- to play the drunk pirate. What do you mean I don't need to play the drunk pirate? Not, not entirely. I want to play the drunk pirate. Not entirely. Not entirely. Oh, whatever. All right. So this episode. Where's my rum? It's apparently me and Rios. Steve's going to be in character <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> but why is the rum gone? <laughs> don't you quote Pirates of the Caribbean to me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's not Rios anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So, this episode's kind of a reframing of episode 20, Quirk versus Character, coming at it from, like, a different angle. Also, episodes that early, speaking of cringe, right, Steve? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we're also taking a little bit from episode 78, um, but not that much. I would say it's more of, like, a see also, episode 78, taking your character out of the present. It's a good idea for making an interesting character, right? Yes. Good. <laughs> It's going to be a great episode. I can already tell. <laughs> yep. One of the all-time classics, everybody, right here. Hey, we're at least holding up the uh, cringe from the title. That's uh, that's. Uh, yes, true. We're also holding up the post-100 scuff. Yeah. This podcast will never be the same again. Though, honestly. No, it won't. <laughs> honestly, I think I prefer it now. <laughs> so. Yeah, so do I. Um, need, need to embrace the uh, this is fine uh, as the dog sits in a burning house meme. So this is essentially our call to get into role-playing, right? Who the fuck cares? You're all at the table. You're all cringe. Doesn't matter. If anybody walks through, you just keep playing. You make hard eye contact with them and keep going. It's the only way to be, right? (laughs) You make eye contact with a certain dominance at the table. Make sure everyone knows that you are the primary role-player. I'm kidding. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. (laughs) Please don't do that. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Uh, I, I want I guess I wanted to start off with like the basics or something. I, I mean, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> you have that, you have it just titled as get into role play. <laughs> this is true. And I think a lot of people like, like we, we made a joke. We made a joke for the last time. A lot of people just go, okay, I'm going to role play. Let me put on my accent. And you're like, hmm, hmm. Mm, baguette, mm, fromage, okay. <laughs> yeah. omelette, du fromage. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you can hold an accent, uh, that is excellent and should be considered a very good thing. 
Uh, however, if you're like me, the accent tends to slip a little bit and gets a little tough. So I actually I don't think... I hear already. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent job, father. <laughs> that is uh, Steve's voice for my cat, Poe. Who I think Are is you under... kidding, father? Me, that guy. <laughs> who I think is under the bed right now. It's nice and cool here under the bed. Yeah, it's definitely not. Um, but <laughs> it's probably yeah. like a degree cooler, maybe. Maybe, but I think it is a an oversimplification. There are so many other things you can do, and I feel like it even like cuts out some people. Like I've heard people go, "Oh, like I can't do that. Like I can't do an accent." And I'm like, "The fuck does an accent have to do with role playing?" <laughs> like, yeah. It's nice. But uh, there's so many other things, right? Yeah, because like an accent's an easy thing to go with, and it can be hard. I mean, it can be easy to do. It can also be hard to do. Like I have difficulty doing anything other than like a British accent, just because like my accent just wanders and turns into other things, as we just explained last episode. <laughs> yeah. So like Mine it's too. just a thing that happens for some people. Um, also, all it is 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 it's essentially like your tone of your voice it doesn't really say anything about your character other than where they're from really or mm, i mean if it's just an if it's just your accent if it's like mannerisms that could be a little bit different but yeah yeah so tone is one thing like you can affect the tone of your voice like i can get very serious and then i could get you know really uh, really silly my tone gets a little uh, little fun a little bouncy um it's good times you also may have noticed that my speed of speech can change, and that also can indicate something about the character, right? Um, <laughs> yes, yes, of course, of course, yes, it can. One hundred percent, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, on tone, I wanted to say, uh, oddly yeah. enough, I actually had a conversation about tone uh, with someone at work. Is that uh, we tend to talk uh, in a Teams call uh, while we work, and he likes to like make jokes, and he's like, "Hey, fuck you," and you know, like, I know that he's joking, but then, like, uh, not long ago, he started saying, like, he started saying, like, hey, fuck you. Can you hear the tone? The difference, like, one sounds serious, one sounds joking. Yeah. So, like, having that tone can be, uh, um, can be really Important? useful, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit more on the acting level, but, uh, I don't even know if you necessarily have to do those in in your speech like you can but you could also like convey these and tell people like on your introduction be like this is how my character talks i'm not gonna do it i'm too lazy or i can't it's inconsistent or i need them to have the gremlin voice and i can't do the gremlin voice at all times you oh. know something like that <laughs> you you mean like um oh god what was that character's name i had him do the croak and that's really annoying to do every single oh, time. Oh yeah, you want the I, character I didn't to remember say you something. tried to do that. We kept asking you questions, <laughs> and then I was like, "Okay, I'm going to stop the voice." And I was like, "Oh no, don't stop the voice. We yeah. love the voice." And I was like, "I hate you all." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot you can do with your voice. That's not an accent, but changes it, and I think that's important to remember. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there are also um, expressions that you can have and you can make up. Uh, they're a little tough to do sometimes. Like, to get into character for one of my characters, I actually have a list of things that I like to go over. 
but I've only played that character once, so not a lot of time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Steve, uh, sometimes you just get so into character, you know, you you put in an amazing performance, and then everyone at the table has a bird, right? I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, man. <laughs> why, why you got me throwing that? <laughs> just randomly. In case anyone doesn't know, uh, uh, Kevin decided to come over and watch the original It, and uh, yeah, the they, they're like, man, don't have TV a bird, movie. man. I was like, is this like the evolution of don't have a cow? <laughs> this is what it was before then? Don't yeah. have a bird? There were, there are a couple other ones in there. King does them all the time. Um, but, yeah, it's sort of this thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, and so that's uh, the type of expressions you meant. I thought you meant expressions and, like, expressing... Uh, like facial expressions, but oh yeah, you could do that. Um, no, it's talking verbal expressions. Like you bet your fern. God damn it, <laughs> Steve. Steve was not prepared uh, for this ambush. No, no, I was not. Um, so back on to facial expressions then. <laughs> True, fair, okay. <laughs> to just drop Kevin like a ton of bricks. Uh, Monster's really good at doing facial expressions, and uh, I remember him doing a lot as Largo, like glaring at people. Being like, don't do this shit. Please don't do this to me. You're not bringing this shit into my house. <laughs> it was it was probably the same expression he gave you. You know when you when you brought um a lava rock into his house. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't actually yeah. bring a lava rock into his house. I uh, I he told me before I went to Hawaii one time. He was like, don't bring back a lava rock. And I'm like, why? He's like, it's cursed. And I was like, all right. And then I went to Hawaii and I specifically found chocolate that looks like lava rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so i could bring it's like i could bring it back uh it was funny uh it was totally worth his reaction and he enjoyed the chocolate so he couldn't be that bad at me that's uh... <laughs> true <laughs> which actually kind of goes along with uh our next one um having facial expressions also uh body language um uh, body language can be it doesn't necessarily have to be like showing like a character's like tics or whatever it can be yeah but i mean you could just like um We've talked about it before when Largo and Rios had, because they're in conversation now, um, when they had like reunited in the very first session in uh, the World's Fair, and we needed a distraction so that Largo could go in and uh, save Madison. And so Rios spilled his drink, and then he like got on his knees and started you know wringing the guy's shirt out that he had spilled it on to like into his mouth, which was the guard. Uh, so that he could distract and the guy's like what the fuck are you doing and so you know just being able to like uh show with your hands you know like wringing out you know like a cloth or something like that it doesn't have to be a big change but you know just like stuff like that or like showing how you're manipulating a device uh with your hands or something can add a lot to the character yeah and i think you know you do expression or you do um expressions and uh body language at the table automatically a lot of the time and it gets a yeah. little bit trickier sometimes. <laughs> and uh, along this line, like uh, GIFs and memes can work pretty well if you're doing it like online. <laughs> yes. Too. So. Uh, yep. Yeah. You're the you're the rogue and uh, you can see the bad guy coming and you're like, oh, the tank's going to walk right into this dude. And then you just, you know, post the Homer Simpson like backing up into the bush. <laughs> it's like, what are your actions? Hide. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, uh, you can also, uh, and I guess the, the verbal expressions overlaps a little bit here. 
but your character might have curious verbiage selections. Delightful. <laughs> you might have some uh, interesting word choices, basically. Your character might always use one word to another for some reason. Just add a little flair, a little uh, excitement. Um, there's also a thing that, uh, that are called malapropisms, where a person substitutes a word that's not right, but kind of seems like it might be right, and they're usually used for comedic effect. So you'd say something So like, me as a person. Sometimes. <laughs> I mean... Sometimes. Well, I don't do it for comedic effect, but it probably comes off that way. I'm sure I use the wrong word all the time. No, it's like literally it would be something like, ah, oh, yes, um, uh, God bam it. And you'd be like, what'd you say? <laughs> like, Isn't that what all you kids say is bam it? Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, yeah, it, it, it's sometimes fun to have with characters just swapping out like weird words and be like, wait, what? That's not the thing. And everyone's like, no. And you're like, I think you're messing with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. On the ancillary side of uh, things, I think drawing your character or making a mini or on the extreme length dressing up can be really fun just to kind of, you know, this is who I am, you know, help you get into the role, right? True, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so, on the I mean, on the other side of the table, too, because like a lot of these will also work for the, the GM. Yeah. But the GM also has another avenue they can add, uh, which is obviously the ambiance, uh, adding True. music or sound effects, things like that, if they have anything. Or they want turning, to add, um, turning off all the lights and lighting a bunch of candles for your Halloween session, which is a thing I've totally done. Yeah, yeah, that's actually something that like I wanted to do for a long time. I had some, um, I bought these lights that are just like really light bulbs, but they have a like a remote, and you actually change the color of the lights or have them strobe or whatnot. And so I can have like a normal light for the room that functions as a normal light. But then if I wanted to just like all of a sudden change the mood, I could just like turn all the lights red, you know, something like that sometimes even is just like a simple tool that you can use just to add like extra effect to it. It's true. Um, lights turn red. Duel of the Fates comes on. It's good times. Ah, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I think role playing is also it goes beyond that. Right. And we've definitely talked about this. So in coming up. With, you know, expressions, body language, uh, even a look for the character. I think it is important to kind of think about what makes sense, you know? You mean I can't have my Loxodon rogue that sneaks and hides in the shadows because he's just so fucking huge? I, I like, what about a centaur? Can I do a centaur rogue that hides? No? I mean, I don't no. think that's even what I'm saying. I feel like you could be a big <laughs> guy and be very sneaky. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I actually agree as well. But I mean, like, um, like you could always also say that you're you're small ish or or thinner or whatever than that. Just to like fit the aesthetic. If you want to, you don't have to. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, oh, why the fuck did this come to my mind of all things? I was like trying to think of an example. And I was just like, you could totally be a fat Batman. <laughs> I think that's fine if you want to be fat Batman. Just be like the absolute like sneaking terror of the night <laughs> and be plump. <laughs> Hang on. Or you I can know. be, you know, super buff Batman and who cares? <laughs> I, I now need to know. If there's a if there's a fat Batman. The Silver Age was weird. Oh my god. Was there? <laughs> what is this? 
oh wow he's super wide like that <laughs> like that wide meme <laughs> what the heck the silver age man is that supposed to be normal batman or is that supposed to be like a different continuity batman why is superman the same <laughs> they're both extra wide oh wow there are a lot of fat superman huh weird um but yeah i mean you could totally you know do something like that um but you're not really talking about that aspect of how it makes sense right no i'm talking about more thinking through like the character background like oh how does our country of origin affect how they speak how they dress what they do um is their accent partially influenced by their parents because like It'll sometimes come out in some words. Like, my wife has a German mom whose accent she cannot hear, but is totally there. And a Texan dad (laughs) whose accent she can hear. And, like, it'll, it doesn't really come out a lot. Um, Like, she doesn't ever sound like them, but sometimes there's, like, you know, some phrasing sometimes. Yeah. So you got to think about that kind of stuff. Also, maybe if you had, like, a mentor, they might have imparted something, you know. Stuff you always say, like some body language you frequently use that you're trying to emulate from them. And I think that kind of stuff can really help both with developing a character and with kind of bringing them to life. I actually agree. Now that I think about it, it's like I didn't think about it in that aspect like you were saying. But when I kind of imagine like if you had like a uh, like let's say you have like a swordsman who learned, you know, over like a decade how to fight with a sword from this person. And that person had like certain manuators. Maybe they had really long hair. And so they were always like pulling their hair back and like tying it before they picked up the sword. Yeah. And now your character has long hair and they just find themselves doing that. Cause they saw that, you know, day after day for like a decade that it's like almost like a ritual for them. And so when other characters run into them, they're like, I've seen this action before. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like even if it's something small like that, that's something that uh, you could do. Yeah. Yeah, it can be really fun if <laughs> the party meets, like, the mentor or friend or whoever before the, like, actual person reconnects and they start noticing. You're like, yeah, you noticed this person do this. And then they're, they're like, wait a minute. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. It's like those weird moments that you get um, when you're, like, getting introduced to somebody. You're like, wait. You know so and so. You seem like you know so and so. I can't put my finger on why, but <laughs> yeah, I think this also comes into like the general character experience. Like maybe part of their training has caused them to you know never want to ha- sit with their back to the walls. Like a a interesting one. Um, they've they've heard of or met Wild Bill, uh, Wild Bill Hickok, who. Uh, did that and the one time he didn't he got shot in the back supposedly according to old west legend but uh (laughs) you know Uh. or their aspirations right you really want to be something so you might start adopting certain things to try to emulate that and then when you meet the real thing you get the like compare contrast you know Mm, yeah Uh, naturally there is trauma which can affect things and of course how a character acts towards friends versus enemies or when they're in love. Like all of these things are things that you can like angles you can have on a character that you can try to figure out. Right. Yeah. I agreed. Yeah. Um, and I don't have much to add to that. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, I'm like, well, I, no, you, you, I mean, he said basically what needs to be said on that one. <laughs> yeah. 
and those are just interactions because I think interactions are often like the easiest things to start with. But you should also have like a baseline. Like, what is the character's nature? What's their usual mood? What things do they really enjoy? What things do they really like hate? What things frustrate them? What makes them sad? What gets them calm? These are all things that I think are important. And um, I've actually been working on like a kids on bikes game that is hopefully going to start within the next two weeks. <laughs> and it has a lot of that like really integrated into like the gameplay where you kind of have that and have to have that in order to like interact with people or use like powers in that game. And I thought that was really interesting and something that I kind of want to implement for other things, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, like the interesting thing about role playing and having something where like your character has like a defined nature, mannerisms, way of speaking, choice of words, uh, outfit, all this other sort of stuff is that that gives you a way to take something and turn it on its head or kind of signal to people that something's different or something's changed uh, with the character. It's almost like, you know, getting a new set of like armor uh, in an MMO, like your look changes. And so you like evolve as a character kind of, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's not really much character development in MMOs, let's be honest. But true. Um, like, like if, it, uh, like there's Largo who is very stoic. If he had just all of a sudden started cracking up laughing, we would have been freaked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. That's not something that his character does. Um, or, um, or if Rio started like breaking down crying in front of people, like that would have probably put everyone's, uh, everyone on nerves, uh, regardless of it. This isn't very different. That's just like how they change. But you can also just feel like, oh, yeah, you know, like my character normally wears, you know, white rubs. Is there, um, you know, a, a, a good paladin and then all of a sudden now they're wearing you know red and black doesn't mean anything don't, don't worry about it just you know just felt i needed a change to uh something a little bit more um oh yeah of course of course <laughs> naturally <laughs> so yeah i think nothing wrong with that you know just put on some white gloves i didn't even get to that part in the end but <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's establishing a baseline and then yeah playing around with it seeing where you go right yeah and i also think it's important to kind of think about your baseline, and I don't mean this as targeted toward one person in our group, though I, I have a feeling it's, it's going to sound like it, <laughs> but you have to kind of think about like what's fun and what's like long-term fun. And I'm starting with wackiness, which I know Steve's already like, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I, I knew who you were talking about when you said you have to think about long-term. Uh, I yeah. was like, oh. Because <laughs> it's not yeah. going to be fun to be wacky all the time yeah they're gonna notice when your mood changes but like oh man you can't keep up a constant wackiness in a game and be like you know and try to have like a lot of tonality in it you know it's kind of the same way with being like hyper aggressive like we talked about last time or just like always weird not like weird where like ah that came out wrong <laughs> like <laughs> You're just always trying to have the weirdest response, you know? We talked about it last time with playstyles too. And I think that kind of thing where you don't really have a baseline, you're just always trying to respond to the environment. I I think think you would need to take a step back and like think about like the character and how they work, you know? 
I, I agree. On the topic of long term, also, I think this goes back and uh, works well with our last episode where you want to know what your play style is, is that sometimes even though you're like, I'm I'm fine with doing uh, this type of character in this type of role, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be, you know, like a wacky character or an aggressive character or whatever. It could just be, you know, something that you think that you like that's like fairly normal, like you want to play. Um, actually, this is kind of an example is that uh my viking character that i'm going to play is going to be a very social character um like more than i think i normally play like they're probably gonna be the the guy that's gonna go and talk to people and try and um manipulate them socially and maybe make the bargains and stuff i don't know how the other players are built but my character be built that way uh i believe he's gonna have high charisma but that's not a character i usually play um it's true so in my mind, it's like, that's gonna be fun for me to play. I actually don't know if I'm going to want to play that long term or if I will be able to, even though that's a perfectly reasonable character to to play as it's not like so out there, like saying like, I want to play the mischievous character that's constantly playing pranks like a Joker um, or sorry, Joker Jester um, on people like. Yeah, that's interesting because I'm actually also kind of stepping outside my usual boundaries. I really like urban settings, and that setting is going to be a lot more wilderness heavy. Um, so oh, okay. Not that okay, that's fine. See, that might work out for me then, because like then I, you know, I'll have like gaps between having to be the social uh, butterfly character. Yeah, there will be like moments and places. It's just going to be a lot like weirder, right? Because like you're in the wilderness. And, like, you come upon someone is a different instance from, like, you know, being in a city. <laughs> and like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that that also brings up, like, another good thing to remember is, like, what works in the world. And, like, you know, check in with your GM. Like, hey, is this going to really, like, work? I know we talked about this last time, too. But, yeah. I, I would say moderate your wackiness, aggression, weirdness, randomness. Like, it's a fine thing to have, but it's not, like, a character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to take an example, like, uh, something that doesn't necessarily fit, but you can make it fit and will actually turn it into more of a character would be if you're like, well, I want to play a wacky character. I want to be the the weird dude that does these, you know, stupid things and makes fun of people, makes jokes and stuff like that. Um, but then, you know, you realize that you're playing in a very dark, like gothic setting, like like a horror setting where everyone's like on edge and it's more serious toned. And so that type of character wouldn't normally fit. You can make it fit. You just have to think about what you're doing a little bit. If you're really if you're really insistent on on that style. Because then you would end up probably being like the bad scientist or the person that's gone a little bit insane in the head and has like you know weird actions more than they are, you know, cracking jokes. Maybe they're making awkward jokes yeah. or whatever, you know, like the, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it can't get any worse, right, guys? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, um, you just uh, have to think about it. It's not like you got caught by your professor hands deep into uh, stealing some organs for your own private research, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> good times i mean what on god's earth are you gonna do with those nothing, nothing just not make a person you know nothing nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with that nothing, nothing, what? did i say anything i didn't say anything i, I mean i'm stumbling over words you said something <laughs> i didn't say nothing i don't know what you're talking about I'm, you, you put words in my mouth i'm not putting words in my mouth you're putting words in my mouth so yeah i i mean i think that's the that's the bottom line right uh fuck it we're all cringe here 
Like think about your character, dive dive into them, get the get the full roleplay experience. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, look at us. We do a very cringe podcast every week. Seriously, I mean, half the voices I did on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It always sounds much better in your head until you open your damn mouth. <laughs> oh, I am I am dreading going over this fucking recording. I'm gonna be like, oh man. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine, but yeah, there's going to be some stuff to cut out for sure. Uh, Uh, Yeah. uh, Anything else you wanted to add? No, I think uh, think we have a nice, nice, crisp, uh, short episode for you this week. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, be back here again next week. Same bat. No, this is not. In bat time, same bat channel. It's true. Oh, man, I don't know what their next episode is. Otherwise, it would be like, tune in for this or this. <laughs> Damn it. And I have no idea. They're going to think we're really old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he used to be on like TV land and shit all the time. Yeah, but I mean, that came out in what, the 60s? Yeah. I mean, the the Harley Quinn episode uh, from this most recent season, uh, season three, had a reference to uh, the sometimes you just can't r- get rid of a bomb. Uh, oh really scene from yeah the the movie <laughs> i love that scene wow. by the way that's fucking classic but yeah sorry oh. go go ahead steve yeah no no worries no worries you're just padding for time i get it <laughs> <laughs> gotta have it over 30 minutes fuck <laughs> yeah uh all right so until next time wait did i do it backwards again <laughs> <laughs> uh, remember to play what you love and until next time your characters do something epic And sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. Sometimes you can't get rid of a bomb. Speaking of wacky characters. True. Biff Pow. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, questions, interjections, queries, notes, formal challenges, or suppositions, please email us at roimperfection at gmail.com. That's R-O-I-M-P-E-R-F-E-C-T-I-O-N at symbol G-M-A-I-L dot com. Or follow us on Twitter at R-O-Imperfection or Instagram search R-O-Imperfection. You can also visit our website at R-O-Imperfection dot com. If you enjoyed our work, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.